0: Hello and welcome back to the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso, your guide. Excited and honored to be here today with you as we dive back into lesson four, following the thread of desire, section three, releasing judgment of desire. And in our last episode, we talked about an exercise that Jeshua gave us, I encourage you to go back and listen to it or listen to it again and slow down and do it for a week, two weeks straight, maybe even as you continue listening on or studying on. For sure, we want to apply these things and experience the shift within us, not just have it be good information. And today we continue in section three, starting with paragraph 10 as Jeshua continues. Desire is coming from a depth of your being that, again, rests right next to the face of God. Might it not be the case that by following the desire that wells up through your heart, by feeling it, by embracing it, you might learn and discover what the ocean is wishing to express through the wave that you are? If you judge desire Might you not be shutting off the creative flow that the mind of God wishes to express? Of course, that is the problem. You have tied the hose in a knot through conflicted judgments. Here is a very common one in your world. Be honest with yourself. How many times have you felt the desire to be wealthy? It is not something you're supposed to sit around and talk about or make very public, especially if you are trying to be quote unquote spiritual. Yeah, love it. Jeshua dropping bombs. Desire, let's look at these two paragraphs. Desire is coming from a depth of your being that rests right next to the face of God. A little, I don't know, is that called poetry right next to the face of God? But it's this, it's just over and over again, the desire that is within you is God's desire to express herself, itself, himself, through you, as you. And Jeshua says, following that desire that wells up through your heart by feeling it, so not judging it, not fearing it, but feeling it. Embracing this desire, even if your brain doesn't know how it's supposed what it even looks like to manifest it or how it's supposed to happen. Oh my God, this, you know, these desires. We'll we'll dive in today about money. And your brain's like, well, how am I gonna do that? And comparing myself to other people, and I'm not worthy and all the thoughts, right? Just by embracing the desire. You might learn and discover what the ocean is wishing to express through the wave that you are this analogy this metaphor example is so perfect that you are the wave that has been uh, created still part of the ocean just in a different form still part of the ocean out of love out of desire and if you judge desire and the desires that are welling up within you You are shutting off the valve, your connection to spirit that wants to express itself through you as you. And then Jeshua says, of course, that's the problem. You've tied a a hose. You've tied the hose in a knot through conflicted judgments. And he says, be honest with yourself. How many times have you wanted to be wealthy And is it not something you're supposed to sit? It's not something you're supposed to sit around and make very public and talk about, especially if you're trying to be spiritual, to be wealthy and have lots of money. Oh man, there's a lot of people in the world, a lot of thoughts about that in the world, that wealth is bad, that it creates so much suffering, that it creates so much pain, and it can, like anything. Anything in the world can be used for love or fear for freedom or control and so on one sense we all have a desire to be expansive it's the nature of what we are and now i'm not even talking about money i'm just talking about the nature of the soul to expand itself and to express itself and to want not in a neediness like oh i want a lot of material possessions because it because it's going to fill some hole or fill some void or make me feel good about myself because everybody is jealous of me or look every like I'm putting on the trappings of success. No, the nature of the soul is to desire. That's what I mean by when I say want to desire, to expand itself for the joy of expanding itself, for the joy of expressing itself in new ways. And so it's, Jeshua is using this very common example of this desire to be wealthy. And then the immediate uh squelching, I think that's the word I was looking for last episode, squelching of it through these conflicted judgments, especially if you're trying to be spiritual. Oh man, if you're trying to be spiritual, poor is pure. Right. I think I mentioned this in a previous episode that the church is always, you know, a lot of the church message is poor is pure. And then the church is like the wealthiest thing. Poor is pure, but give us all your money and we'll be one of the wealthiest entities in the entire world. That's like, do you see the 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 conflict there and the mixed messaging (laughs) So this idea that you have to be poor is pure and spiritual. You can't be, a, you can't be wealthy. You know, these people like Deepak Chopra, who's done so much good things in the world of sharing his knowledge and his love. But you know when he's eccentric or he's got tons of money, people want to tear him down. Or if you have a program that really genuinely helps people heal, like Tony Robbins, heal and find your power and step into it. Oh, but they're charging too much money. Like, why can't they charge whatever they want to charge? So there's definitely a lot of feelings and thoughts about it in the world that are conflict with probably those very same people who are like, oh, money is bad, probably really deeply want money. But they've got a lot of story and judgment and conflict around it. So Jeshua can – because again, okay, let's just – okay if you believe and if you don't then if you like just believe in the world and senses and 3d world then yeah this is not going to resonate with you at all but if you believe that the universe the one verse is a part of it is a quantum field meaning it's infinite potentiality let's i'm going to try and talk science and probably weave in a bunch of mysticism uh so that's what i do um if you believe in the quantum field, that it is pure potentiality and that and that anything can literally be manifested from the, the pure potentiality, there's no limit, right? That doesn't make any sense. Only certain things can come out of the quantum field. No, anything that you can imagine or think Right, it's like the Lego movie. If you haven't seen the Lego movie, that's what the Lego movie is. Emmett, who's like the everyday Joe, discovers that he has the power to create through his thoughts. I wanna think of a double-decker couch. Oh my God, there it is, wow. Like, that's teaching kids manifestation. That anything resides in the quantum. If you haven't seen that, that, that scene is so great where he's just learning. Emmett, played by Chris Pratt, is just learning that he has this creative ability he's in his they they go into his mind and it's like this this empty canvas and he's like wow it's 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 empty in here i must be really smart and the joke is that no because it's so empty you're actually not really smart but that's the actual irony of it is he's got the empty mind and so it's not filled with a bunch of crap so he's like oh well i was thinking about this and that and all of a sudden out of you know it's built in legos but as he's talking in his imagination behind him what he's talking about is like being kind of built out in the physical through lego and it's such a beautiful demonstration and messaging of manifestation like that's his desire his thoughts his imagination creating something and so if the quantum field is this place of pure potentiality there is no limit there's no limit in quantity there's no limit in quality so when We can get so caught up and there's a whole story in the world that there's only so much money. So if you have tons of money, that means I can't have tons of money or look at those people. I'm seeing the world outside and making it a fact because they don't have a lot of money. That doesn't mean – like there's only so much to go around. So let's take from these people who have a lot of money, and give it to those people who don't have a lot of money. When, when we become masters of our mind and understand the quantum realm, if the quantum, the quantum realm does not judge, it's not judging you up, oh, yeah, you're not worthy, so you don't get as much. You can't really have what you want. Those people over there, they're worthy, they're special, they're chosen, so they can have as much as they want. That's not how the universe works. The universe says yes to our vibration and our thoughts. And so that's also not to judge people who don't have what they want. Like, oh, they're not thinking the right thoughts. They're doing it wrong. No, because you don't know soul plan. Because when we're not in this body identified as the human, we are what we are, which is what we're always are. That's a great clip right there. We are infinite, expansive, eternal, loving, powerful beings. And we know who we are. But when we incarnate into this body and this veil of forgetfulness, to quote A Course in Miracles, we forget who we are. We forget how powerful we are. And why would we do that? Well, for the learning of it, for the growth of it. So now I come here seemingly limited And maybe it's a game. Maybe the growth is a game. Maybe it's I come here to forget how infinite and abundant and powerful I am where I can manifest whatever I need. It's not a matter of like scarcity and money. I, I can do that anyway. So when I come into the human experience of this world, I'm going to pretend that I forget that I can do that and experience the, you know, the, the awakening process of, my infinite abundant nature that my source comes within me and how do i do that i experience a lot of contrast to that i experience a lot of of lack consciousness of poverty both in internal state and in my material state and in and in experiencing that contrast because i came here and that was For example, this is an example, maybe that's my one of my soul's main lessons, it's my major. If you think about school, in this lifetime, one of my majors is lack consciousness and coming out of it. And so I have to experience it in order to move through it, to see through the illusion of it, that there's only so much to go around and I'm fighting for scarce resources. If I live in that world, of course, there's it's not fair when other people have more. But if I start to live in a metaphysical world, if I start to live in a world of consciousness where the quantum field does not judge, does not withhold, it just says yes, and it says yes to our thoughts and our vibration, and then what the hell is money anyway? Anyway, we always hear money's energy. Money is energy. It's thought. It's vibration. There is more, quote unquote, money now than there was uh, a thousand years ago. Where'd that come from? We made it up <laughs> and we keep making it up. It's imagination. It's thought. So free your mind. Free your mind about what is possible, both for you If you want wealth, Jeshua's saying the biggest conflict is then you don't believe you deserve it or you have a thousand little subtle thoughts that are sabotaging your desire for wealth. And if it's true for you, it's true for anyone else. And I don't want to victimize another person by saying they don't have the power to create because that's what I'm saying when I'm saying that person doesn't have the inner resources and the power to create wealth for themselves to support themselves they do now they may need that education to learn they may need models to be like okay i I want to find that power within me. What can I do and how can I find a way? And of course, getting support along the way can be helpful. But it ultimately has to come from within you and your own experience and understanding that you, your supply does not come from a paycheck or the government or from a handout or a donation or a lucky break or a, a, a crypto investment that went crazy your or an inheritance your Your supply comes from inside, and it has an infinite well. The quantum field does not discriminate. It does not withhold. It just says yes. And soul plan is bigger than what your little brain thinks should be. And Jeshua is offering us this model, this teaching, this way to unlock these truths for us and really it's not unlocking like they're locked it's helping us remember what we already know and maybe for the game of it maybe it's the fun of forgetting so we can remember so that was the longest tangent ever but it is what it is so let's move on in paragraph 12 Joshua continues you may have thought and then he's like saying a quote I woke up this morning and I just imagined having so many golden coins that I could buy the entire planet. Then you remembered, oh, money is the root of all evil. I can't think that way. Well, I better get busy and get off to my office job that's secretly inside, I really resent because they don't pay me what my soul is worth. But I'll pretend like I'm quite fine. Oh, money, nah, I'm quite fine, I really have enough. No, no, I'm I'm really quite fine. I love Jeshua's sense of humor. That's so true. We can all relate to that. Having a desire for wealth, having a desire for more money, to have different experiences or experience luxury or comfort or just not be in survival mode all the time, wanting wealth, and then being like, oh, can't have it, root of all evil, uh, people are greedy if they have money, people take advantage of other people, it means you don't care about it. and all these all these stories, all these stories that we've been taught and told by our parents, by the world, by the church, by the media, by whatever. It's they're just other people's stories. They're not the rules of life. But they've we've entertained them, we've bought into them. Maybe that was part of our soul plan to come into that culture, to come into the, those stories so we could free ourselves and liberate ourselves from it. Oh, no, it's okay. I'll just get on with my with my the job that I hate. And I, I have enough. Be, you, know, you always hear, like, be grateful for what I have. I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. But in my heart, I'm desiring more. Now, if in your heart you're not desiring more or you're not desiring wealth, that's great. But Jeshua is using this example because it's so common. We continue. Then, as you drive home and a Mercedes pulls up alongside you, you cannot help but turn and say, God, I wish I could afford one of those. Then you think, oh, God, I can't have that thought. So I'll just be happy and drive my old Volkswagen down the road. But I'm being a very good spiritual person. I love that. Mer- Jeshua ref- referencing Mercedes. Like he's upgrading. And why not? Like 2,000 years ago, they didn't have Mercedes. So why can't he reference Mercedes now? You think Jeshua is 2000 stuck in the 2000, you know, in, in zero BC or whatever the heck the, the year is. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not stuck back there. He's eternal. He's everywhere. Time is not linear. So why can't he say Mercedes? If the if the uh, whatever was called now, maybe he'd say if, the, if this was channeled now, maybe he'd say Bugatti. It doesn't matter. It's just the idea of a luxury car, what we think is expensive or lots of money. And we're like, ah, it would be nice to drive that car. I, you know, I've done it. I've done it. I love the Porsche, the Porsche 911. I've done it. We're like, oh, I I'd love to drive a Porsche. And then I'm not, I can't think that thought. I'll just drive my old Honda Civic and uh, be happy, and and I don't need the Porsche anyway. Like that, that would just be excess. Like I'm a good spiritual person. I want to be happy with what I have, right? We've, I've done that, and maybe you have too. Let's continue. We're almost done with this idea. Joshua continues. Be honest with yourself. How many times have you felt welling up within you the desire to be wealthy? What on earth has caused you to fear that desire? What has caused you to tie the hose in a knot? so that you try to block that desire from coming into manifestation. Be honest with yourself. And I'm looking at my notes from whenever I went through this. I've gone through it several times. So sometimes I put dates so I can be like, oh yeah, that was 2019 or whatever, but I don't have a date. And what has caused me to fear the desire to be wealthy Uh, One of the things that I wrote was my parents got divorced when I was little, I don't know, eight, nine, ten, around that area. And one of the things that they would really argue about was money. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to argue about money. I don't like there was so much conflict around money and power, control, manipulation, feelings, just all the crap that comes with that can come with money, like a lot of things. And. I was just like, ooh, money creates conflict. Having money creates conflict, and I don't, especially in relationships, So I'm never gonna do that. Never gonna, you know, in my little mind, I was like, money broke up, you know, money is one of the reasons why my parents got divorced, although, you know, that was from probably the, uh, you know, mindset of an eight, nine, 10-year-old, when it's probably so much more than that, like most of, you know, end of relationship is. But yeah, so that would cause me to fear money and being wealthy, and having lots of money, it's gonna destroy my family. I don't want that, so let me just kinda keep it cool. And then of course, you know, money is just something that's like such a common thing that all couples argue about because it's such a common tool for healing. Because it's such a common vehicle to show us our limitation, seeming, to show us our seeming limitation. And it could, it's such a common tool for keeping us in survival mode identified with the body. And so Jeshua, this whole thing, is talking about the desire. He's using this as an example because we can all, most of us can relate to this. And even the people with more money, more money, more problems. So if you, Jeshua saying this desire welling up within you is God's desire to be expressed. Don't judge it. Don't fear it. Notice the conflicts within you and allow yourself to feel the desire, to embrace the desire Last paragraph, Jeshua says, Perhaps when you were a child, you went to one of your cathedrals, and there was someone in a long robe standing upon a platform, and because everything looked so beautiful, you thought that surely they must have been speaking with authority. Since this cathedral was filled with a whole lot of small little minds that were all living in their own level of fear, they said, 'Money is the root of all evil, and you thought, Oh, well, that's the truth. Oh, yes, that's the truth. Oh, God, I better fear money. And so I guess I've read this so many times and I'm, you know, uh, absorbing the, these teachings of Jeshua when I kind of get ahead of myself and talk about how the church is saying, oh, money's the root of all evil, but then give us your money. And so we can have all this ornate, beautiful stuff and land and all this power and control. At least the, I, I'm, I, I don't know my history. So if I say the Roman Catholic Church, that might be limited and it might be so much more than that. But that's what he's saying. When you're a little kid, you go and you know you see these. The, I love that. He says, surely they must have been speaking with authority. And of course he's being facetious. He's being sarcastic. Like what authority do they have over you? What authority does a priest have over you? None, but we give them we can give them and some people give them like extra authority what a th- no man has authority over you no woman has authority over you no government has authority over you despite what it may feel like or seem like your authority is in your god-given can your your divine sovereignty and the more people wake up to that the more free we become the more we stand in that truth and the more people want to be the be loving and be at peace but there are other consciousnesses that don't want that that like power and control and and want to try and keep you in fear and in lack and in survival mode so that you will listen to them and that you will give away your god-given power and and sovereignty you're easy to control so jeshua was the ultimate rebel And was the enemy of the state let's not forget that and he was in the world but not of the world and he is inviting us into this space he is helping us remember healing is remembering you're not broken you don't need to evolve into a different state healing is remembering it's like waking up it's something that already is you're waking up to already being at home in your christ consciousness and more and more people are waking up in this experience and it's really cool and exciting and amazing and i see it i know it despite what you might read on the news the news is only telling you stuff to keep you afraid oh the economy oh the supply chain oh the pandemic oh the wars now those things may be happening But that's really all you hear about. It's designed to keep your attention. Clickbait, in the old days, buying papers, because that's how they make money. That's how they control the narrative. That's how they control how people react and respond. And if people wake up to their own sovereignty, their own Christed nature, the whole world is is changing. And heaven on earth is not one day. It is already, and we're waking up to that. And we're residing in that. And then, as that, we are creating a new reality for ourselves, both individually and collectively. I am looking at my whiteboard. I am literally the creator of what I experience. So, this is all about desire today and this example of money and wealth. So, this may challenge if you've listened this far and part of what I've shared, whether it be what Jeshua said or my own commentary. May really tr- like trigger you, may challenge what you believe. Good, good. I'm not saying I'm right, but good that what you believe is being challenged. And it's and and so that maybe you can open to another way of seeing things from a different perspective that maybe you hadn't considered before. And if it triggers you and you get upset, good because the trigger is revealing to you the place inside that is hurting or defending something, right? Jeshua didn't defend. So if some, if you're defending an idea or a memory or a belief, there's something in there. There's some misunderstanding, wounding, pain, that you're trying to protect to feel better. And so if it's triggering you, there's something there that can be, as Jeshua would say, looked at innocently with love. And just look at it, Huh? Be curious about it. What is that? Let me see. Do I have the courage just to be willing to look at this thing being activated inside of me? Where does that come from? What's underneath that? What's the thought that's that's creating this feeling? And can I just sit with it? Can I just keep my heart open as I feel it? All right, guys. I love you. This is our longest episode yet. Uh, I love you. If you get value from this, like, subscribe, share, give us a good review. If you want to shoot me a message, I would love to hear from you hello at revelationbreathwork.com my name is jason let me know hey i'm listening just say that just send me an email that says i'm listening it doesn't even have to have an exclamation point at the end Uh, i'll give you a shout out in the next episode and if you want to donate to support the podcast and what we're up to i think there's a link in the show notes like buy a coffee or something like that um all right have an amazing day we'll see you tomorrow